Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment. This is a show for fans of the guests who appear in this show, as well as fans of music in general, and for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this show and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes, on Google Play Music, on the new Google Podcasts app, as well as on Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and on the Overcast app for iOS. Plus, the big news that we've been talking about for the past several episodes, NHTE is now available on Spotify, so be sure to follow the show on there. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles, my guest is the executive director of the Grammy Museum, which has just a few days ago, on December 8th, celebrated its 10th anniversary. They are a nonprofit and the official foundation for the Recording Academy. The museum explores and celebrates the enduring legacies of all forms of music, the creative process, the art and technology of the recording process, and the history of the Grammy Awards. And impressively, they have hosted north of 25,000 students for tours and workshops as part of their education programs. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Michael Sticka. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for having me today. Yes, Michael. Thanks for taking time out to talk with me. Listeners, there are two major news items in the music world right now, which is why I wanted to have Michael on this particular episode One is that we've just had the announcement of the nominations for the 61st Grammy Awards, which will be held on February 10th in Los Angeles. And then secondly, Michael, congratulations on the Grammy Museum's 10-year anniversary this past Saturday. Was that a one-day celebration, or will there be activities for the next 12 months to continue to mark the milestone? Well, first of all, thank you for congratulating us. We're very proud that we just turned 10. And really, to answer your question, that's just the start of the festivities. Wow. We will be announcing some amazing programming coming up to celebrate our 10th year. Wow. Wow. That's exciting. That's exciting. And listeners, you know that every week when I have a guest on and there's something that they're kind of foreshadowing, I always tell you it's more incentive to keep up with them online through their website and social media so that you can see when those developments come to fruition. So in this case, when I do give out the website and the social media Michael's telling you now there's going to be plenty of reasons for you to stay tuned to them and see what those will be. It's interesting, Michael, that in my opinion, when people hear Grammy Museum, they likely just think about the Grammy Awards, yet your staff is doing so much with education programs that it seems like there's another aspect that comes along with that, which would be educating the public that there is much more going on inside your building than, quote-unquote, just depicting the history of the awards. That's right, and that's, and that's what excites me the most, uh, is our education programs. It's, you know, the, the awards show and the telecast uh, is obviously a, a very exciting evening. Um, it's, it's, it's a blast to go to if you ever have the opportunity to attend. It's amazing to watch on television. But the real story and the real excitement is what the museum does on a day-to-day basis. You know, we bust north of 25,000 students from all over Los Angeles County and to the museum every year to experience all of our interactives. They go to after-school programs. 
We have weekend programs. We ex our education programs are actually even beyond Los Angeles. We have uh, MRP in Tampa. Actually, we have MRP, which is another, which is a big program of ours in Anguilla. We have Grammy Camp weekends all over the country. So it's it's you know the the work really isn't just that night of the Grammy Awards for us. The work is year round. Well, and similarly. For people that are hearing Grammy Museum or that are there in Los Angeles and pass it by, they need to know what is going on inside that facility other than depicting the history of the awards. And I think that's why you have one department that handles education and another that handles marketing so that the marketing folks can say, we do a lot here. Yes, we want you to come visit. And there's some great exhibits here, but we're doing so much more that maybe you're not seeing because the initial picture in one's head is displays about music history. That's right. You know, we have a great marketing department that is telling those stories. And as a part of our 10th anniversary, we're actually launching a new brand campaign. So we're going to tell those stories in even greater detail and more often. Um, and it's why we not, not only have an education department that actually teaches music education and have provides programs like Grammy camp for music education, um, but we have a community engagement department that engages different demographics of our community. I mean, if you think about Los Angeles and how big it is, and if you think about music and how broad it is, that it touches on every life. So one thing that we actually just started that I'm very proud of is a sensory Saturday, day, Saturday program where we bring in families and people who are on the autism spectrum we had an occupational therapist come in from the University of Southern California to help us with the lighting and the sound and everything mm. that needs to um, be addressed to create an, invite, an inviting environment. Wow. So it, it, it's, we're very proud of the work that we do, and, and, and it's, a, it's a goal of mine, and it's, it's quite frankly the, the number one thing on my list every day is to make sure that we are as inclusive as possible in all of our and I was going to say that I believe that the community engagement was something that was an initiative of yours when you took over as the executive director, yes? It's the first department that I created. Absolutely. It, 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 it gets to the core of who I am. It gets to the core of how I was raised. It gets to the core of um, the values I was taught throughout my education. And it was the first thing that I did was create a department of community engagement. Well, and I take my hat off to you on that because the Grammy Museum, I think that there's a perception of it being so national or perhaps maybe even global that to say, let's not forget about what's right here in our backyard. Let's be a good community partner. That's important because you are such a major facility down at LA Live that you can't ignore, especially, as you said, the melting pot that is Los Angeles. Absolutely. And, and, it, and it's, it's no different than music itself. You know, music is very local, but music is also very global and it, it crosses all boundaries. So we while we do have the opportunity and the ability to leverage our brand from a global perspective and a national perspective, you hit the nail right on the head in that we also have to it behooves us to provide this programming um, as in-depthly as possible to to those right in our own backyard. Yeah, and I think one could probably even argue that your neighbors, be it the Lakers, be it the Clippers, be it the Los Angeles Kings, 
would be in that same boat because these are national and some would say international brands that also know that they need to give back to the Los Angeles community. So you're right there in step with with all of your neighbors there at LA Live, it sounds like. Absolutely. And even beyond LA Live, you know, one of the charters of the Department of Community Engagement is to make sure that we are at the table of, of, of every arts council. We are forming partnerships with other arts organizations. Whether or not they focus on music is 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 really not that important to us. What's wow. important is how do we collaborate and how do we leverage each other's strengths to have the greatest impact possible? Wow. Wow. Very admirable. I was just out in Los Angeles recently and on October 30th, to be exact, I toured the Grammy Museum. And one of the many aspects that really blew me away was the Clive Davis Theater and what goes on inside there. Michael, tell the listeners about the Grammy Museum's public program series, which is one of LA's best kept secrets and just flat out cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you described it that way. You know what? It is one of LA's best kept secrets, but it also is one of LA's hardest tickets to get. Um, we sell out our program sometimes in four minutes, and mm. we're very proud of this. We have north of 80 programs a year on average, and they range from up and coming bands all the way to people like Sean Mendez, and, and you can't get much bigger than him right now. So it's all part of our mission. It's it's an educational component um, to the broader mission that we have, and that is how do we tell stories about artists, about where artists came from, about their journey, about their inspiration, and um, how do we do that for people that aren't A-listers or aren't people that you're going to see on the red carpet of the Grammys, but will make an impact in, in music. And listeners, the Clive Davis Theater Help me out, Michael. I want to say only seats 200 people. It's only 200. So it's a very intimate setting. And that, I mean, how often do you get to, you know, to sit in, in, in such a small space and hear stories from people like John Prine? I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And I believe that in my preparation for this interview, when I looked on the Grammy Museum YouTube channel, I believe I even saw James Taylor on there. So the names that have gone through that, yes, 200-seat theater and the Grammy Museum are quite eye-opening. And again, as as you said, Michael, it, it's a well-kept secret, yet it's also such a hot ticket because it is such limited capacity. But it sounds to me, from what I learned, that I believe that absolutely anyone can go if you're fortunate enough to get one of those 200 tickets. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, we have a large membership base. Our membership is growing. Certainly public programs um, is one of the offerings that we have that helps drive that membership number. So it's, 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 it's best to be a member of the museum um, to increase your chances to get tickets to our public programs. That's okay. for sure. Okay. Well, and listeners, this whole thing that we're talking about, if, if that's not sexy enough, let's get into some of the different facets of the actual Grammy Museum exhibits. I'm actually going to start with an area that's near and dear to my heart since I deal with so many of these folks, both in my business and most certainly as guests on this show. But listeners, I hope you know that inside the Grammy Museum, they do have an area for the Songwriters Hall of Fame. We do. And I'm not going to tease too much to this, <laughs> but uh, it's going to get better. Wow. Wow. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> In a little bit, I'm going to ask Michael about an area of the museum called Revolutions of Recorded Sound 
But first, that sets up nicely for me to tell you about Tascam, who has been my go-to for recording sound, and they, for more than 40 years, have served the audio industry, the music industry, with recording solutions that have been utilized around the world. We've had guests on this show who've heard me talk about Tascam and gone on to say how they have used gear from them, too, over the years. Join the long, long, long line of artists and musicians using Tascam as part of your recording. Check out the extensive range of products and find a dealer at Tascam.com. That's T-A-S-C-A-M dot com. Michael, another area I'd love for you to describe to the listeners is the interactive booths where you can put yourself in the songwriter's chair or the producer's chair or be the vocalist standing at the microphone. And I think I've even left out one or two. Plus, I'm sure there's an actual name and or a sponsor for that area. I'm sure you know where I'm referring to. I do. You're, re- you're referring to the, um, to the, to the pods on our, our, our third floor. Um, you know, the whole idea behind the museum is that it's interactive and that it's all about experiencing what it is to, or what it feels like to write a song or to sing a song or to produce a song or engineer a song, um, or even drum or whatever the case may be. So it's important to us that our museum is not one of you know, let's just go look at artifacts or memorabilia. It's also, let's experience creating music. Indeed. Indeed. Well said. And and don't misunderstand, listeners. I was amazed at some of the, as he said, artifacts that they do have on display there. But there is very much a sense as you walk through the facility of, yes, they do want you to touch and feel and experience. I just want to touch on two more exhibits, if you will, and then we'll move on. First is, as I mentioned earlier, everyone likely thinks of the awards first when they hear about the Grammy Museum, but you have actually dedicated an area of the facility to showing visitors information on the Grammy telecast. Right. So basically, it, it, it kind of is twofold. So we have Great Grammy Moments, which is about the telecast, uh, but also the history of the Grammy Awards. So there's a timeline of the history of, Gram- of the Grammy Awards. Um, we actually have... Um, panels talking about Pierre Cossette, who was the first producer on the Grammy Awards. So it, it, you, obviously our namesake and our brand is Grammy. And obviously the most powerful piece to that and the most well-known piece to that is the award show. So we take it very seriously to pay homage to that show. Yeah, and I think, listeners, you need to understand the difference. The Grammy Museum, which Michael is the executive director of the facility, but then the Grammy Awards That's under the Recording Academy, which, granted, it's all kind of one umbrella organization, but still two very different. The Grammy Museum is not who runs the awards, but as I said, they have devoted an area to showing the history of telecast. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment, where I take off my hat as the show host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, this is kind of the elephant in the room, but now is a good time to address it since we're about to head into a new year. If you are not satisfied with what you're getting paid to perform, 
use turning the calendar over to 2019 as your catalyst for raising your prices. This is going to make a lot of you uncomfortable because the natural inclination is to think, but these venues already aren't giving me what I want. Or you're going to think you're going to lose business or automatically convince yourself that they're going to say no. It's time to take a stand, however, and it's time to get paid and, most importantly, get paid what you're worth. Call around to some places that you aren't trying to get booked at just to see what they're paying, talk to some colleagues, and spend some time understanding what the market will bear. Then be confident in who you are and the value you bring and hold your ground and stay committed to your new pricing. You will weed out the people you probably don't want to be doing business with anyway, and you'll feel better when you're cashing those checks. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Michael, the last area, and and trust me, listeners, there are many others throughout the museum. The last area I would love to have you touch on is the revolutions of recorded sound. So before I get to that, I actually want to touch on something that you just mentioned. It's, sure. It's, it's, it's a great distinction, if you don't mind, Bruce. Please. The, 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 the Grammy Museum is a charitable organization. We're a, we're a 501c3. We, we, we exist on the philanthropy of others. And we're different from the Recording Academy, which is the membership organization that comprises of the voters who vote in the awards process, and the Academy then um, has the telecast. So we are very distinct. We're sister organizations, and we're very proud of the affiliation, and, and they're, they're an amazing supporter, and they, of course, own the brand. Um, but I'm glad that you made that distinction. So thanks for bringing that up. Sure, and I appreciate the expertise in furthering the clarification. So... We'll pat each other on the back for that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the revolutions of recorded sound, though, which I enjoyed when I was there. Let's hear that from your mouth as well. Yeah, so this is this is basically taking um, listeners or our visitors from a um, a journey from mono sound to surround sound. So it's it it starts at basically 1877, and it takes you from how things listen, how how sound and how music. Um, sounded from records to eight tracks to cassette tracks to CDs to um, where we are now in terms of surround sound, in terms of digital sound. So it's probably one of our most immersive experiences. You walk into a booth, it's, it's the, you're the only person in there, and you literally can hear the progression of sound and the technology that we all enjoy today. Yeah, listeners, I sat in that booth that Michael is describing, and it's really amazing what they've done, because you can listen to a song that's by a current artist, but for the first portion of it, it'll show you on the screen, and I'm paraphrasing, but they're basically communicating to you, this is what it would probably have sounded like had it been recorded in this format, and maybe it is, say, 8-track. Here's what it is. Now you're a good maybe 35 seconds into the song if it was recorded in this format, and now it's an LP, and so on and so on. So they've really done a nice job there, and it really just opens our eyes up even further to where technology has come to today 
with the crystal clear sound. And, and, and as you said, Michael, that, that surround sound, that kind of is the pinnacle of that interactive booth. That's right. And it certainly doesn't hurt that it's a, it's a Beyonce track that we're listening to while we go on that journey. Exactly. Exactly. Before I change the subject, though, I, I do want to give you an opportunity just to explain to the listeners that, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel that everything we've talked about so far in terms of exhibits are, I'm going to say, permanent, meaning that you do have exhibits that rotate in and out, you know, quote unquote, for a limited time. We do. So our second floor gallery is is our, our temporary exhibition space. And right now what's up is 25, uh, so so deaf, 25 um, years of um, really elevating culture. And Jermaine Dupree came and he saw it and he helped us open it. He was a great partner in this. He's fantastic fantastic person. Um, and before that, we had um, a Looney Tunes exhibit, actually. And the Looney Tunes exhibit was cool because what, what you know, it was in partnership with Warner Brothers. And what a lot of people don't realize about War- uh, Looney Tunes is it's really a, many, for many people, it's their first exposure to classical music. Mm. Um, so that was very cool. And, and, and the, the temporary exhibition space goes beyond our second floor. Right now we have Cheech and Chong. Um, on display. Um, obviously, this is the 40th anniversary. Um, John Coltrane's on display. We have Michael Jackson up there right now. And um, we just recently opened the prison prison concerts um, from Folsom and San Quentin, which is a um, photo exhibition of Johnny Cash. So it's, 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 we're constantly rotating in and out content to keep everything fresh. I should mention, or rather, Michael, have you talk about as much as we're focusing on your facility there in Los Angeles, there are actually a couple others here in the U.S. I, I want to say Mississippi and New Jersey. Is that correct? That's right. So the Grammy Museum Mississippi is in Cleveland, Mississippi, um, in the Mississippi Delta. I would encourage everyone to go. It's a beautiful space. Um, and we, um, we provide them content out of L.A. Um, so it's a fantastic space. I would encourage everyone to get there. Um, also, I would encourage everyone to go to the Grammy Museum Experience in Newark, uh, New Jersey. So it's just across the river from Manhattan in the Prudential Center. Um, it just opened last year, and right now they have Whitney up. So it's an exhibition mm. on, on Whitney Houston. Uh, I'm going to put myself out there a little bit on this one. I, I don't have this one in stone, so I'm trying to draw from my memory when I was there. Why do I think that there is also a mobile version of the Grammy Museum that, that kind of tours around the country? Well, you're, so there you're talking about our traveling exhibitions business, which, which is fantastic. So right now um, we have a Bernstein exhibit that's out. I think we just closed it in Boston. It's been in New York, D.C., Los Angeles at the Skirball Center. It was too big for our own museum's exhibition or our galleries. Um, and we're con- and, and that's, that's a really great question because we're actually – consistently generating content that is traveling to other museums um, Mm. that tell stories that really only the Grammy Museum could tell. Uh, But when you say traveling to other museums, so where would people see this set up? In other words, here in Tampa, they're not going to set it up on the plaza near the hockey arena. It sounds like you're doing this in partnership with other museums in different cities. Yeah, in other museums in different cities. And we actually have, um, we're actually talking to a hotel about putting an exhibit in, in some, some space there. And we we're talking with another organization uh, that I, I'm not going to divulge on this call, but is a very well-known organization that has gallery space 
where we would also curate that as well. So it's, mm. it's not just our, our content and our exhibitions are not just in Grammy branded museums. They're actually in museums throughout the country. Okay. Okay. And another reason to stay tuned. It sounds like there's a, another announcement perhaps in, in the future on, in that regard. I am joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment Guest Line by Michael Sticka, Executive Director of the Grammy Museum, checking in from there in Los Angeles. Visit their official website at grammymuseum.org. From their website, you can also connect with them on social media. Look for the icons there to reach their Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram accounts, and their official YouTube channel. The hours of operation, of course, are on their website, so plan your visit there. The museum is located at LA Live next to the Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles. If you are in education, be sure to contact them to arrange a tour and learn more about their Grammy in the Schools programs. You can even submit a request at grammymuseum.org to host an event there. Remember during this holiday season that if you are purchasing anything at all from Amazon, reach them by heading to our show website, nhte.net, and click on the tall Amazon banner, which will then either open their site or the app. In turn, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale at no cost to you whatsoever, and that helps with ongoing costs associated with putting out a new episode of this show every week. Tell others you know who buy from Amazon to start by clicking our banner as well. Michael, I alluded to folks maybe not being as aware as you'd probably like them to be that there's a whole lot more going on inside the museum than just showing past Grammy winners. Listeners, I wonder if you realize that you can actually become a member of the Grammy Museum. Michael started to talk about this a little bit. I'm, I'm Again, we're trying to make the distinction here. We're not talking about becoming a voting member of the Recording Academy. But Michael, talk about what all is a part of being a member of the Grammy Museum. And correct me if I'm wrong, absolutely anyone can become a member, Yes. Anyone can become a member, absolutely, and we have all different levels of membership. The other aspect of this is, since we have gotten listeners to this show from 136 countries around the world, I, I, I don't want to cut you off there, but I want you to go back and fill in you know, what it is to be a member of the Grammy Museum, but is there still relevance for someone to become a member of the Grammy Museum if they don't live in the U.S.? If they don't live in the, in the U.S., not now. And it, just to be honest with you, I, I don't see a lot of relevance unless they support, you know, it, membership supports our mission. So every dollar that, um, that you pay to become a member supports music education. So mm. I certainly don't want to downplay that, that that's very important to us. We are in planning stages of creating a membership that I think would be valuable for the very people that you're talking about. Okay. Okay. But uh, back to the question about absolutely anyone can become a member. I believe there's, well, I'll, I'll let you talk about the different categories, individual, family, corporate, that type of thing. Yeah. So we're actually in January rolling out a new membership level. Um, but for right now where we are, we have, a mem- we have an individual membership. We have a family membership, friend of the museum, and an ambassador membership. And those are all of our membership levels up to $1,000. After that, we have our patron circles, and our patron circles um, are, are, there's three levels right now, curator circle, director circle, and an executive circle, which range from 5,000 to 25,000, and there's different benefit levels in there, and I would encourage everyone to go, go to grabbymuseum.org uh, to, to learn about the benefit levels of each. 
But I want to, you know, I do want to stress that all of our members, regardless of what level they are in, um, provide essential funding for our music education programs. Outstanding. Outstanding. On that note, I want to get back to the tours and the workshops. You had said north of 25,000 students that have come through. So clearly you place a large emphasis on education is the recurring theme we're hearing here, which is great to see at a time when, unfortunately, music is one of the first things to go when schools start making cuts. Right. You know, it's um, it's it seems to be a consistent theme. And uh, so we see our mission um, to leverage our brand to provide some semblance of music education to students who otherwise wouldn't wouldn't receive it. So when there are students, when there are schools that work with the Grammy Museum as part of your education efforts, are those strictly music students that are coming? Or is it, say, I'll I'll say perhaps a, a history teacher that's bringing his or her students through? It's history teachers, it's math teachers, it's science teachers. Wow. It's, it's everyone. Yeah, wow. every, you know, music crosses um, all disciplines, really. And what we find, the students that are being bussed into to our museum here in Los Angeles in particular, um, are not, they're not just music classes. They're, they're students who, whose teachers and whose parents and whose school feel strongly that they need to be exposed to music and music education in our culture. Well, and I want to understand this a little bit further. So are they being given a group rate? Is that the way it works for students to be able to come in by those types of numbers? They're, yes, they're being given a group rate or they're being comped if they can't afford it. Wow. Or we actually have um, some donors, um, some very well-known a-list artists that actually provide support for either busing or for admissions for students. Wow. So we don't turn anyone away, and that's, and that's very important to me. Fantastic. Well, but I also wanted to make that distinction just so that we do have to be transparent and, and make sure that there's an understanding that it's not entirely free to anybody who's a student or a teacher. There, there may be a nominal cost, you know, or as you said, there they may not, may not be a cost, but at the same time, I just didn't want... This to sound like a blanket statement, if you're a student or a teacher, bring your group in and there's no charge. <laughs> they do have operating expenses, folks. <laughs> we got to keep the lights on. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I appreciate you you mentioning that. Um, we, we most groups pay and um, we will we actually will even help provide funding or find funding and provide it for busing if transportation is an issue. So, you know, every situation is unique, but uh, no, it, it's, it's, not a, it's not a free admission. Sure. When you go to the Grammy Museum, you're going to be inspired to go right home and pick up your guitar. Or if you don't play, be inspired to learn how to play guitar. Either way, I want to strongly encourage you to look at Boulder Creek Guitars. They actually do guitars, basses, and ukuleles. And big-time musicians, such as country star Lee Bryce... Sarah McLaughlin, players from Fleetwood Mac, Rascal Flats, Three Doors Down, and many others are playing instruments from Boulder Creek. I play a Boulder Creek guitar, and so do some of the guests who have been on this show. Learn more about their instruments and find a dealer at bouldercreekguitars.com. That's B-O-U-L-D-E-R, bouldercreekguitars.com. 
Michael, just two final questions, a little on the lighter side. One is, you came from Dayton, Ohio, where at one point you were running a small independent nonprofit theater. Could you back then have ever envisioned being at the helm of a renowned facility like the Grammy Museum? No, <laughs> I can't even I can't even expand on that. No, I, um, I, I, I wake up daily um, just thinking, wow. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It's an amazing feeling. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed. And a lot of people contributed to getting me here today. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have this, this position. But if you can think back to that time, what do you think might have, what, what's, what quote-unquote stars in your eyes might you have had at that time? Okay, I'm running this, this theater. Maybe the next step for me is what, what might that have looked like for you back then? A bigger theater, you know, I, mm-hmm. it was, but not a bigger, not another theater, you know, maybe growing, growing that theater or, or, you know, um, I've always been, I'm not an artist. I'm the least creative person I know. And, wow. but I've always had an affinity for artists and I've always loved supporting artists. And the way that I found that I'm able to support artists is to provide some of that, that infrastructure, that business infrastructure, um, to allow them to create and allow them to be them. And that was, that's what I was passionate about back in Dayton, Ohio at, um, at the theater company. Um, and it's what I'm passionate about now. Okay. Well, you, you took some of the air out of my balloon. So I'm going to think quick on my feet here because my last question was going to be, you know, being the executive director of the Grammy museum and thus working in and around music and entertainment every day, I was going to ask you, are you, yourself a musician and if so to what extent what do you play but you just answered that so instead i'll circle the wagons and say earlier on you mentioned grammy night and it's a great event to be at is there an opportunity for you to be at that and just for a few minutes be a fan or is it well bruce you know i am the executive director of the grammy museum there's a certain you know, amount of business that I have to conduct and et cetera, and, and, you know, guests that I have to receive and that type of thing. You know what? It's, um, it's really the latter. And, um, I, all week we have events, um, either they're Grammy museum events where I'm more, I have to be on more, um, and, and meet people and, and, and even give remarks. Um, but there's other events that are Academy events that I get to just attend and, and I get to be a fan and, and Grammy, the night of the Grammy awards, um, I get to be a fan. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Well, Michael, thank you so much for your time. I uh, really appreciate it. And again, congratulations on the 10 year anniversary for the Grammy museum. I would, I would say here's to 10 more, but I'm sure that you do have stars in your eyes for a whole lot more than that. <laughs> That's right. So, um, you know, I, I, I put a lot of teasers out there and I appreciate you letting me do that. We have some amazing things coming up and and um, and I hope that you share those with your listeners as as you as you move along. And thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Michael Sticka, the executive director of the Grammy Museum. Visit their official website at grammymuseum.org. From their website, do go connect with them on social media. So that means like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. 
For that matter, tell them you heard Michael on Now Hear This Entertainment. The hours of operation for the museum are on their website, so do plan a visit there soon. The museum is located at LA Live next to the Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles. Remember that if you are in education, be sure to contact them to arrange a tour and learn more about their Grammy in the Schools programs. You can, as I mentioned before, even submit a request at grammymuseum.org to host an event there. And of course, use grammymuseum.org to learn about becoming a member. Remember during this holiday season that if you are purchasing anything at all from Amazon, reach them by heading to our show website, nhte.net, and click on the tall Amazon banner, which will then either open their site or the app. In turn, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale, no cost to you whatsoever, and that will help with ongoing costs associated with putting out a new episode of this show every week. It's all behind the scenes, no extra steps that you have to take once you click through our banner. And do tell others you know who buy from Amazon to start by clicking our banner as well. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll talk to you again next week on another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. Entertainment.